Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I'm your host, The Ultimate One. And today we're going to talk about the Tessa Blanton situation. We're going to talk about the death of La Parca. We're going to talk about Teddy Hart um, arguing with a podcast about a wrestling school. And we're going to talk about the Brian Cage. Um, supposedly he signed with AEW and the Ring of Honor. Supposedly signing um, Marty Scroll and to head bookings so we're gonna start off with the tessa blanche situation now guys saturday i'm relaxing and next thing you know i go to my twitter account and i start seeing all this stuff about tessa blanchard who have tweeted something to the effect of women should be united sienna who is now known as ali whatever her name is in nwa she's the nwa women's champion and in return she accused of tessa blanchard of spitting at somebody a couple of years ago uh using the n-word uh, along with her was chelsea green who also accused her of bullying people uh, i think there was a wrestler from puerto rico called uh, black rosa who claimed that she was the victim of uh of getting spit at and used the n-word um supposedly it was in japan all this stuff going on and i'm saying to myself why is this happening on the eve of tessa blanche's biggest match and why is sienna coming out with this now so to me the way i see it it was the timing of it not the fact that she used the n-word it's just the timing of it now the question is i put on one of the face group that you know until i hear audio or video of her using the n-word to me uh, she's still innocent uh, someone came back and told me well you know if the tree falls on, on the forest doesn't mean it never happened that's not the point I mean you're right about that but the point is what the timing of it you can't accuse somebody and make judgment on somebody if you, there's no proof of it these are female wrestlers who are coming after Tessa Blanchett well right now the spotlight is not on them so here goes Tessa Blanchett stepping to another level and trying to become the first woman world's champion on the men's division you know and all of a sudden this tweet comes out on the night of the biggest event in wrestling for her so now the fact that she bullied listen like i said before you know to, to somebody else bullying has not been something that has not been heard in in the wrestling industry i mean we remember jbl who bullied a lot of people behind the scenes in wwe he even bullied um, moro ronaldo at one point and ronaldo left for weeks because he suffers from uh depression so th- the part of of wrestlers bullying others this is not nothing new it has happened that don't speak about it a lot but if you look at documentaries you heard what what wrestlers do others randy orton is known to be an a-hole behind the scenes you know so the fact that maybe she did bully a couple of women, but the, the fact that you come out of nowhere, you saying that she used the N-word, when in the past, she's been uh, involved in a relationship with Ricochet, uh, but even though one podcaster, which I have very, a lot of respect for, um, said just because you go date somebody of color does not make you, does not make you a racist. I mean, and he mentions to the fact that, that 95% of the people uh, are racist in their own little ways or whatever I mean uh, I, could, I could agree with that I don't agree with that but I mean that's besides the point so to me right now if she used the n-word um, is, uh, and if it comes out that it is true that she used the n-word as, uh, as 
this could ruin her whole career. I mean, the fact that she won the belt last night, she became the she made history anyway. Now we got fans talking about, oh, she forced Impact to give her the belt. Nobody's going to force a promotion to give, a, especially a wrestler's not going to force a promotion to give her the belt. I mean, it's just it's just stupid. Where every time I, every time I get on social media, I just see dumb shit that uh, that, that gets me, it makes me go crazy because of stuff that people say. Um, but who knows if she did bully? Hey, if she did, it's messed up. You're not supposed to be bullying anybody at all in the industry because you remember the same way you came up. That person's trying to come up. But the N word, uh, I don't know. It's easy to just destroy somebody's career by claiming that they're being a racist. And I mean, to me, the timing of it, again, people, you may not agree with what I'm saying. And I don't want you to think that I'm defending her and it's just possible that she don't is racist. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that the timing of it, you waited three years for this to come out because supposedly yesterday, Shanna, uh, the NWA Women's World Champion, who's not making no noise, and nobody, a lot of people probably forget that she's even the NWA Women's Champion, went on Twitter and tweeted that the Black Rosa was the one who gave a permission for her to speak because she said, oh, I have told her I got her back. So you waited three years for you to speak up. And why is somebody speaking for you when you should be speaking up for yourself? You know what I'm saying? You have a Twitter handler because you 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 got involved in the com- in the thread on Saturday. So why are you not speaking up for yourself? Why you got somebody else speaking for you? You know what I'm saying? Are you scared that you may not get booked now? So the timing of it, that's what I'm saying, the timing of it. We'll be right back. And guys, now I'm back and we're going to be talking about the second story that happened over the weekend was this Marty Scroll signing with Ring of Honor. And now he signed a multi-year deal. I don't know if it's a two-year, three-year, but now he's also going to be the head of booking, well, along with Delirious, and he's going to have uh, freedom to go to NWA and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So um, this is in one way I could say as much as I wanted him to go to AEW will be be a great move for Ring of Honor. Because if you had, if he, even if he goes to, in March school was to go to AEW, he's going to join the, the, the elite. That group should just be broken up, to be honest with you. The elite group should be in, uh, broken up because it's not the elite without Marty Scrooge. So Marty Scrooge is not there anymore. You know, it's not with them anymore. So why do you continue having the elite? So now with Ring of Honor signing Marty Scrooge, this could open the door for AWROH to have some working relationship. You know what I'm saying? With Marty Scrooge leading the way for them to work together. The New Japan Pro Wrestling. Remember, New Japan has not been too happy with, with Ring of Honor because of what happened last April in Madison Square Garden where Enzo and Kat jumped over the gate and Ring of Honor knew about this, that this was going to be some storyline thing and they did it on a four-way tag team match with Evil, Sonata, the Gorillas of Destiny, Brody, and PCO, and the Briscoes. And this really rattled a lot of people's um, nerves because they were like, why are you choosing to do this in the middle of a full-way match? Why you didn't do this in, in, in the middle of the Bully Ray match? And Bully had already wrestled before that happened. So, um, 
So that that part, they gotta I guess build a bridge and fix the bridge between New Japan. So maybe New Japan and Ring of Honor continue working together. The NWA situation, uh, I don't like NWA. I don't like it because they they cater to the old guys. I mean, think about it. Rock and Roll Express, NWA World Tag Team Champion. These guys are like 63, 64 years old. You got those guys as World Tag Team Champion. I'm not gonna jump on that, but. Fact that they're building a bridge with NWA. I don't know what happened last year because NWA was working with Ring of Honor, and they did that Crockett Cup, which was a horrible show. Uh, uh, Ring of Honor tried to push they they stars, um, which they ended up winning because PCO and Brody won the, the NWA Tag Team Championship, but and the cup, which made no sense to me. I don't know why they put the belts and the cups on the line, but anyway, so. That's a good move because Ring of Honor needs all the help they can get, even though they buried deep into crap because I don't know how they're gonna come out of that that situation that they, they they don't have the fans to come see them. I mean, I just saw a video where um Marty Scroll was thinking the fans if you see around it, the arena's empty. These arenas are empty. Ring of Honor, when they lost the elite and they brought in lifeblood to replace him, they lost a lot of fans. Those fans that were found the elite. Follow them to AEW. So now we're looking at this like, okay, what's going to happen? But I think Ring of Honor, by them putting Money Scroll ahead of booking, we'll see if he does well. Because remember, now if it doesn't work and the booking gets worse, you can't blame Marty Scroll. You gave him that job. Marty Scroll is not a booker. So that means you had Delirious there, and now all this time Delirious has been the one booking all these matches. These matches have been horrible, so why still Delirious booking matches with Marty Scroll? It doesn't make no sense to me. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. So, that that's something to look forward to. Um, I, I'm sure that the um, we'll see when the ROH, I think it's at this uh, 18th anniversary show coming up, I don't know, it's in February or March, when that show comes up, if that card is going to be good, we're going to see and we're going to find out. And we're going to see if Money Scroll and Delirious are going to have booking. They're going to book the matches good. Because, I mean, now it's a different type of guys. Uh, you got the Villain Enterprise. You got La, La, La Facción and Gobernables, which is Lee Barouche and Kenny King and Dragon Lee. They're in that part of that group. So we'll see. Now, Nick Aldis attacked, um, uh, who was he attacked? Flip Gorton this past weekend. He showed up at the at the Atlanta show, whatever it was they called it this weekend. So, and WA is making noise now. So we'll see what happens um, coming up um, in the next couple of months with Ring of Honor. We'll be right back, and we're back, guys. And now we're gonna talk about the Brian Cage situation. Now, Brian Cage last night fought in the Hard to Kill pay per view, uh, which we saw Tessa Blanchard win the belt, but RVD beat. Um, oh, it was like a squad. RVD beat a Brian Cage last night. I guess Brian Cage's last match was last night on his contract. And as soon as that happened, they're breaking news all over social media, Twitter, that a um Brian Cage had signed with AEW. Um, now I kind of questioned that, even though I was one of the first people who put the breaking news on my um uh, my my Facebook group. Um, uh, his wife uh tweeted saying. It's funny how they're putting this up, and she tagged uh, SoCal Uncensored, which is a, a, a dirt sheet in the um, you know, wrestling business. She said, I'm his wife. I will know. So um, I don't know if it's 
that was a uh, a legit jab at the pro of uh, the Dershi, or just his wife just being his, you know, doing just to uh, fool the fans. But I still believe that he did sign with AEW, or he probably uh, agreed to sign with them verbally. He has not been on social media saying that he did or not, so that's still up in the air. But if Brian Cage comes in uh, to AEW, this is a good thing for AEW. I don't know what part and what part he's going to be in the storyline. Uh, I don't know unless, you know, remember the Warlow, the Warlow um, MJF against Cody Rhodes. Uh, that storyline is still haven't popped off yet, but he could be a counter to Warlow. That could happen. Um, that's how I think, but let's not talk about AEW. Let's talk about what this does to Impact. Impact has lost so many wrestlers in less than a year. And people were talking so much crap when Impact went and bought uh, Access Channel. Or Anthem bought Access Channel. And then they decided that because New Japan didn't want to work with them, they're going to kick New Japan out of the channel. So they thought, you know, they're doing the little um, bullying stuff. Um uh now they're in the access channel if you really think about it impact fans won't go ballistic when you say that impact is not doing no noise they're not making no noise the only noise they were making was the fact that Sasa was going to face sammy callahan which was a big thing because she ended up winning the title and became the first woman to ever win a man's world title and that was the only big thing that's going on the fact that the impact has um rhino old guy RVD, old guy. Uh, Cam Shamrock, old guy. I could continue on. What are they going to do now? You lost Brian Case. Are you going to now give the, the, the wheel to, besides Sammy Callahan, to Michael Elgin? Because Moose is in there, and Moose, I mean, uh, Moses, uh, I think this, this guy still needs, he's still green to me. And um, he's just a big guy. He doesn't have a lot of good wrestling moves. And this is why he probably, I don't know why he left Ring of Honor to go to Impact. Because, I mean, he could have made a big impact in Ring of Honor. But he went to Impact, DNA, whatever you want to call it. And he hasn't done nothing. He's done nothing. He was Johnny Impact's bodyguard at one point. Uh, he teamed up with Killer Cross. But if you think about it, Impact has lost Killer Cross. They lost LAX. They could lost Johnny Impact. They lost uh, Scarlett Bordeaux. Um, who else they lost? Uh, I can't think of anybody else, but that's a lot of wrestlers to lose in less than a, less than, less than a year. So, you know, um, the fact that Brian Cage left now leaves a big hole because let me tell you, Sammy Callahan may be good, but you that's that's a that's a loss there. Oh, and I forgot they also lost Pentagon and Phoenix. So they lost so many guys, and now. The only team that I could, the team there, the North, those guys are, are still good, but they can't carry that that, that division. But Brian Cage leaving, going to uh, now to AEW supposedly. I don't know if it's true or not. Will be good for AEW. They need to get their freaking story together. They got storylines all over the place, and none of them is connecting. It's getting ridiculous. So, um, uh, so we'll see what Brian Cage does uh, if he did. If he is signing with AEW. Um, so who knows? We just gotta look and see what happens because um, Brian Cage, I don't know what where he's gonna fit at in that whole AEW roster, but 
I don't know. It's just getting crazy right now. Everybody's just trying to grab everybody. So we'll be right back. And we're back, guys. So now let's talk about this little Teddy Hart situation that happened um, in the uh, podcast. I mean, I don't have a lot of information on it, but supposedly um, uh, Teddy Hart got into an argument with a podcast because the podcast has said that uh, Teddy Hart is supporting a wrestling school that is known in the Orlando, Florida area of wrestlers either raping kids, uh, killing um a pregnant woman, uh, one, some, one of the wrestlers killed his stepmom while she was pregnant. Just a whole lot of nonsense going on. And Teddy Hart was pretty much defending the school, saying that if he has a young female wrestler who wants to make extra money because, you know, she doesn't, she, she got kids or whatever, and she wants to be in the business, this is the place he would take her. And that part just, like, kind of hit me in my head, like, uh, you got to be the most dumbest person in the world if you know that all this thing has happened and yet your suggestion is to take whoever you're trying to give them the opportunity to become a wrestler, a female or male, and to make extra money to bring them to this school. If this school is known for, you know, uh, rapes and people who have killed other people, why would you bring that person there? Teddy Hart, this is, I don't know, Teddy Hart right now, I like Teddy Hart. Um, this guy is just all over the place as of late. Um, this is, I guess, maybe this is why nobody wants to assign him. Um, he's supposedly retired, supposedly, but um, nobody's gunning for him to, like, oh, please, please come wrestle for us. Um, it's just sad. It's just sad that where the, how this world and society and how people think. I mean, if, how are you going to bring a female to a wrestling school that was known or has a history of wrestling raping little kids. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to me. I mean, it just it's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean, I want to get off this topic because this is not something I want to talk about. Teddy Hart needs some help. I hope that you one day open your eyes and just notice that you can't be defending stupidity like that. I'm sorry. Let's talk about La Parca. Now, La Parca passed away this past weekend, but there's been a lot of confusion with uh, the fact that it's been a lot of confusion because there was two La Parcas. Now, people are going to be saying, what the hell are you talking about? Well, there was two La Parcas. Uh, La Parca from WCW used to be in AAA. Apparently, somewhere between 1998 and 2000, La Parca had a contract dispute with AAA, so he left to WCW. And AAA decided to um, copyright his name, La Parca, which gave them somebody else to put the mask and call himself La Parca 2, number two. So this led off to a lot of debate for years. And I think at uh, one point um, um, they took La Parca to, to, to court for the name, whatever. And it wasn't until 2000 where um, La Parca came back. Um, to wrestle for AAA after the you know they settled the, the court dispute whatever, and instead of they had a wrestling match, nobody won that match. But then the original Parker decided to change his name to L.A. Park, so that's the L.A. Park who's an MLW, which L.A. means La Authentica, which means the the authentic Parker. So that left the regular La Parker now named L.A. Park. The second La Parca was in AAA, and he wrestled as La Parca Jr. at one point, then he wrestled as La Parca too. then he just called himself La Parca. So La Parca, supposedly, he was in the, uh, the one in Mexico, 
was in a match back in November, and he got hurt when he tried to do a suicide, a super suicida, and his legs got caught in the ring uh, as he flew on the uh, through the ropes, and he landed hard. Uh, I think he was trying to land on top of Rouge, and when he landed hard, Rouge and the rest of the wrestlers came in to help him um, because he hit himself hard. He never recuperated from those injuries. Sadly, um, it's, it's a sad situation. Um, so um, I think he was 56 years old. Um, I don't forgot his real name, but he passed away this past weekend. It's very sad because um, then right after that, uh, the next day, uh, another wrestler passed away from the old school back in there, Kendall Nakasaki, who I saw him wrestle in Florida. Uh, him and Great Kabuki used to team up back in the 80s. Um, they wrestled world class. They were in, um, I believe, in Mid-South Wrestling, Florida. They were all over the place. But Kendo Nakasaki was 71 years old. Um, unfortunately, he passed away a day after La Parker died. So this is not a good way for the year to end. Um, I hate hearing that wrestlers die. I mean, because these are guys that I grew up watching when I was young. And um, watching these guys pass away is like my childhood dying with them. Um, the fact that uh, Kendo Nakasaki, like I said, the first time I saw him wrestle was back in 1982, I believe, or 83. Um, and um, when he was in Florida Championship Wrestling, this is when Golden Soli used to be uh, the announcer. You had Dusty Rose, Kevin Sullivan, Mark Lewin, Ron Bass, Blackjack Mulligan, Barry Windham. I'll go on and on with the guys that used to be in there. Uh, Sir Oliver Hoppendink, you know. Um, so I go way back to those days and then just seeing somebody like Kendall Nakasaki, who I grew up watching, pass away is a very sad thing. Uh, not a good way for this year to start. Um, and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the wrestling business. And one of them is this. So, guys, um, once again, I thank you for everything you guys do for me as far as my podcast is concerned. Um, check out my YouTube channel, The Chokesland Wrestling Report. I just... Um, I just added a video this week about why AEW and New Japan should have a possible working relationship. Um, I put that up, so you guys want to check it out. Check out the content there. I have a lot of content in there, videos from the past, whatever. Yes, it was the first time I went to my uh, YouTube channel because I haven't been there for months. I was waiting for Salrax to give me my, um, my, uh, my banner for my page. He finally did it. Salrax, I want to thank you. I know I was being a pain in the ass trying to figure out why my logos and my stuff wasn't on point, but you explained to me. Uh, I thank you very much for the um, for doing me the favor. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, the person who recommended me uh, wasn't wasn't wrong. You're the best at what you do. Um, again, uh, I want to thank him. I want to thank my fans who follow my YouTube uh, channel and my audio podcast, uh, the Chokesland Wrestling Report, on my Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, um, you name it. I'm everywhere. Spotify. I'm in every platform. So you guys want to check out my audio podcast. This is the second season. This is, I think, the third episode of the year. I could be wrong. Fourth. I'm. I'm uh, I forgot. But anyway. Um, so check it out. Check out the podcast. I always got something to talk about. I got wrestling rumors and news coming all the time on Mondays. And then thir- um, Thursday, I do my AEW review with some news 
Um, so check out AEW this week. They're gonna do the bash at the beach. I'm surprised WWE hasn't come after them after using a WCW uh, pay-per-view event, but Cody uh, copyrighted it and I guess they, they trademarked it or whatever. So that's gonna happen. Uh, they got a, I believe they got a four-way elimination for number one contender. I think they got the Young Bucks, best friend, um, the uh, Santana Ortiz, and I forgot who's the other tag team. I think. Maybe private party. I could be wrong, but uh, I forgot what the other. Oh, it's, I forgot what it was. But that's gonna be something to look at. Um, so that's this Wednesday coming up. So check it out. So guys, I'm ready to get out of here. Uh, thank you once again for supporting the podcast, Chokestone Wrestling Report, and I definitely will see you on Thursday again. Check out AEW uh, Dynamite this Wednesday for the uh, Bash at the Beast in Miami. So until then, I'll see you guys Thursday.